When things feel really hard with some of our companies, you know, what I try to guide them for is this is just the experience that you're having right now. And I start talking through what are the positives of the experience that they're having, you know, so yes, this feels really hard, but gosh, if you weren't doing this, you would never have learned X, right? So it's sort of using what they're feeling right now and flipping it to a positive slant. Hello, this is Dr. Deva Nagula. Welcome to From Doctor to Patient, where our goal is to bring you topics of discussion that will educate you on the various healing modalities to help balance the mind, body, and spirit. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of From Doctor to Patient. I have Lauren Ramsey joining us today. She is an experienced seeker with an insatiable curiosity of people, places, and things with a desire to experience the world around herself. Lauren spent many years in the technology industry solving problems and creating strategies. Over a multi-decade career, she amassed a great deal of skills and learned from amazing leaders, eventually leaving the corporate world to step out on her own back to independence. For the past few years, Lauren has found herself in the world of entrepreneurship, learning more lessons, meeting more people, and experiencing more places, continuing to grow. Lauren, welcome. Thank you for being on our show today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, tell us what you do and, and how you got into the line of work that you're doing. Yeah, so I left corporate America back at the end of 2016. Actually, uh, my husband and I invested in a business. Uh, we bought into a restaurant franchise and then spent some time developing that idea. And in the course of doing that, um, and we're diversifying at that point because my husband also worked for the same company that I left. And so we figured one of us needed to kind of go out and do something different. And so we invested in this restaurant franchise. And unfortunately, uh, that franchise ended up getting purchased by a third party. And, you know, during a sale like that, you you're, you don't get access to who that's going to be. And so we kind of held on it. And actually, we are still holding on it. And I guess to some degree, I'm kind of excited about that. I feel like that was a good decision now. Fast forward, you know, three years and we're in a pandemic and the restaurant industry is not doing as mm -hmm. well. But we still own the rights to it. It's a healthy fast food restaurant out of Arizona. And, um, but in the course of that year, you know, of developing that idea and looking for locations and stuff, um, I found myself, you know, as someone who had been in corporate America, which is really, you know, high energy, you know, environment where I learned a ton and, you know, it was just, you know, a 60 hour, you know, a week job, I found myself really missing like business discussions. Like, and I'd say to my husband, what did you talk about today? <laughs> Because I'm just, I'm like yearning for, you know, some of those, you know, types of discussions. I'm just really missing it. And he said, well, maybe you should consider, you know, maybe finding something to do while we're developing this idea. And so I uh, started doing some consulting and I went to work for a small food startup uh, that was based out of Atlanta. And that ended up being something that was just, uh, was really um, appealing to me in a variety of ways, super high energy, you know, uh, it really requires folks who have a lot of ability to execute and who understand strategy and who can pivot very quickly and who can be very adaptable. And I just found that that environment really served me well. And um, it made me feel actually like what I felt like when I first went into uh, the technology field. Um, and so it just really, really worked for me and, you know, uh, spent some time there for a few years and then 
Now I find myself uh, working for a venture firm here in Atlanta, a small boutique firm, where I get a lot of um, opportunity. I'm an equity partner with the firm, and uh, I get a lot of opportunity to work with uh, small, early stage companies, uh, you know, who are looking for revenue opportunities, who are looking for introductions to potential financial partners. And so it's a really good place for me. Um, and I find that, you know, those business discussions that I was really missing and seeking, I, I have those now. Oh, that's awesome. So it's, yeah. I, I guess it's sort of an, a consultant, essentially. Is, is that which yeah, you call yeah, what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's the opportunity to kind of look inside other, uh, other businesses and really, you know, from every industry and sort of help them understand, you know, where they are, where they may be stuck, where they may have some weaknesses, where their strengths really are, and um, help them, you know, sort of you know, position themselves properly. So it's, you know, it's a lot of fun. Um, I get to work with really intelligent, smart people. And I've just, you know, I've amassed a great deal of a network uh, in doing this type of work. And, you know, I really appreciate that. Um, I love to learn from other people. So this is just a really good opportunity to do that. Right. And I guess that's kind of where your skill set comes in is from your your wealth of knowledge from your own personal life and from the people that you've amassed this knowledge from. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as you stated in my bio, I am what I would consider an experienced seeker. <laughs> and, um, and and I look at that, I mean, I, I look at my whole life, by the way, as sort of, and this is sort of my philosophy on life is that, you know, um, it's just this myriad of experiences that occur like on a daily basis. You know, it's, it's everything you've done in your past and it's everything that you're going to do in your future. All these like little like unique moments and that, you know, all amassed, they're this large collection and, and all of it is basically, it's your human existence, right? It's your human experience. And so that's kind of how I look at my life and uh, being able to work with all these different companies and all these different individuals really feeds that sort of business and professional side of my life. Um, and so it, it really does work well for me. And when people seek you out and, and they consult for your services, I mean, what are they engaging in when they discuss, have a discussion and, and utilize your services? Yeah, a lot of times it's, um, you know, they're, again, they're typically fairly early stage companies and they're really looking for guidance. You know, I think the hardest thing about, you know, being a, you know, business owner and, you know, it feels like right now in the past decade, it feels like there's been a lot of folks who have entered the field of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the hardest thing about it is a very lonely place. And, you know, being able to tap into networks, whether, you know, those are other people's networks or networks that you've created on your own is incredibly important, right? Because those are the, the, those are the people that are going to be help are going to be able to help you advance your business in one way or another. And you know, the small companies they come to us because they're seeking, you know, a leg up if you will. You know, so they may come to us and say, you know, we really feel like we can increase our revenue opportunity if we just had a contact here. And what's interesting about our firm is that we have a lot of uh, contacts within the C-suite of a lot of Fortune, you know, 100, 500 1,000 companies, you know, and so we're able to make those connections for uh, them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, what really can help uh, jumpstart their business with uh, people like yourselves who have that experience and that knowledge. And that's what sometimes these, these entrepreneurs are lacking is, is someone who has that experience that can guide them, you know, in that nice path of entrepreneurship that's waiting for them to, to traverse. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's funny because I, 
you know, I would not have recognized, honestly, that being a good networker is a skill set. But the reality is that is a skill that is developed over time. And, you know, until I stepped away from corporate America and kind of was in the startup world, I don't think I realized also what a network I had amassed during that mm-hmm. time. You know, when I was in corporate America, I worked in several different business units, one of which was like at one, one enterprise. I spent, I don't know, probably 10 years or more in the enterprise space working with, you know, large companies like Bank of America, Home Depot, you know, SunTrust, you, know, you name it, UPS, Merck, you know, across all these different industries. And I guess, you know, according to my husband anyway, I've just been very good at keeping in contact with people. And obviously we we have tools now at our disposal, things like LinkedIn that make that a lot easier. But, you know, over the course of a career, I have just, you know, created this network. And so to find myself with an opportunity like this, where I actually get to, you know, put people together, you know, for the, for a, you know, a mutually beneficial reason, you know, it it is a skill actually. And it's, it's fun to do that. It's fun to be able to, you know, work with these smaller companies, earlier companies, and put them in contact with, you know, the folks that can really help them advance their businesses. Right. And I guess it's almost like what you're doing is sort of like a, a mentorship, a, a coaching kind of thing that you're, that you're offering these folks? Yeah, to some degree, you know, a lot of it is, I mean, obviously, before we make those connections, there's, you know, there's a discussion that occurs that says, hey, we want you to be able to put yourself in the best position um, and to have the, you know, the richest conversation that you can have. And so there is a coaching aspect to it, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of themes that you you see with various entrepreneurs. What is like one of the top one to two themes that you see that people are seeking your guidance or actually not even knowing that they're seeking your guidance for. Yeah, a lot of it is um, in, in in the realm of how do you find the right partners when you are seeking to raise capital. Um, and, you know, if you don't come from, you know, the entrepreneur world, this is a really scary place. You know, yeah. this is, you know, how do I find somebody that would be interested in my business, you know, and what, what are they going to be asking for? I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people have been watching Shark Tank and shows right. like that. And so they see these, you know, these sharks that are like, yeah. yeah, you know, they're like, I want, you know, you know, 60% of your business for 300 grand and da, da, da. And so, you know, while that's exciting to watch on TV, it's scary when yeah. it actually comes to, you know, how do you want to position yourself or how do you want to structure your company and what are you really seeking? And so, you know, that that's part of what we do is we just, we have a network of folks who, you know, are interested in, you know, being introduced to early stage companies. And so we sort of match them up. Uh, I got it. And I guess you have an array of expertise. Like, I mean, what is the specialization entail through your network that you have with you? Honestly, I think, you know, what I bring to the table is that I've worked across, I think, every industry. I've had some insight into every industry. And so what that makes me, I guess, is kind of a jack of all trades, if you will. You know, I know a little bit about every industry. <laughs> yeah, I know a little bit about everything. Um, and, you know, as we mentioned previously, I'm, a, I'm intensely curious about things. So I'm a big time reader. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I do a lot of research just out of curiosity. And so, you know, I think what I bring to a lot of these smaller companies is I'm looking across 
you know, companies at every level and I'm looking at every industry. So I can bring to them, they may be looking at their business. They may have a business model, right, that they have developed. And I may say, wow, that's super interesting. Have you ever thought about pivoting in this way? Because I know that this particular industry or this particular company has been trying to solve for that and you actually have a solution that sort of aligns. Uh, Um, So it's kind of like... It's you know it's basically bringing some you know some some guidance and advisement um, you know a lot of times when you're an entrepreneur you don't necessarily have a ton of time on your hands because you're running a business <laughs> so having somebody that you can talk to or who can provide that guidance to you about you know what's happening in other industries I think is super helpful right and with this particular approach that you use I mean I'm sure that it's not only about business but it's I, I guess there's also some specific appreciation for what you have and not really focus on what you don't have. And I I believe that there's also a a mention of how you use gratitude to support your perspective and your approach. Yeah. Like I mentioned, you know, I, um, I consider myself somebody who uses experience as really the lens of how I look at everything. And experience is a way in which you have this at least for me, it just sets a perspective, right? So, you know, when things feel really hard with some of our companies, you know, what I try to guide them for is this is just the experience that you're having right now. (laughs) You know, this isn't what the experience is going to be forever. But in this moment, this feels really hard or this feels, you know, uh, very uncomfortable to you. And so what I try to do is sort of flip their perspective and I start talking through what are the positives, you know, mm-hmm. of the so experience important. that they're having. You know, so yes, this feels really hard. But gosh, if you weren't doing this, you would never have learned X, right? If you weren't going through this right now, when you get on the other side of this, you're going to recognize how hard this was. And you're going to have this skill. And no one can ever take that away from you. So it's sort of flipping, you know, it's sort of using you know, the the sort of what they're feeling right now and flipping it to a positive slant, you know, Mm -hmm. and I do that not only with, um, you know, the clients that I work with, but I do it with my family, you know, and I have four kids and, you know, it's about like, let's take, for example, we just started virtual school here in Atlanta a couple weeks ago, and this is hard for them, right? This is uncomfortable to them. But what we talk about is, Yes, I recognize that, but let's be super grateful for the fact that one, you have a device that you can use, you have internet service, you have the ability to communicate with your teachers, you have a learning opportunity, you know, so we kind of talk through all the positives that are coming out of the situation that they're Mm -hmm. having now. So I use it in my family, I use it in my personal life, and I use it with my clients. It's so important. And I think gratitude is, is something that should be practiced by everybody. And it's actually been shown in literature and research that it actually releases positive hormones and, and, and neurotransmitters in the brain. And it's almost like the equivalent of, of having a dopamine hit. You know, if oh, you yeah. express gratitude, it's the equivalent of getting that dopamine hit. So it's, it can be very addictive, but in a positive way because it, it really releases positivity and it shows you that you should be more appreciative for what you have and not what you don't have or what you lack. Right. And that's a great tool to, to really impress upon not only people who are just getting into the stages of entrepreneurship, but also to, to children. And that's what you're doing currently is also using those perspectives for your family as well. Yeah. I mean, I think I I agree with you, by the way, everything that you said is that 
I mean, when you practice gratitude, there's so many different ways to do it, right? There is no perfect practice. There is no, I mean, you obviously there are frameworks out there that you can follow, but ultimately everybody sort of falls into what feels the most comfortable for them. I started my gratitude practice in a, in a formal manner um, back in 1995, I believe, um, at the beginning of 1995. In 1994, my brother passed away unexpectedly, and it sent me down like a massive, massive sort of just you know, grief. I was just grief stricken. You know, there's nowhere else where, you know, I don't even really remember 1994. And, you know, 1994 was huge. You know, the baseball was on strike. There was no World Series, you know, and I don't remember any of it. All I remember is feeling really sad. And I remember the moment that I actually, for the first time, felt grateful for something. And it was you know, I remember getting up and I, I don't know if you've ever lost anyone unexpectedly, but it just rips your heart out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I remember waking up and every day I would wake up after he passed away and it felt like, I mean, it felt like a boot was like standing on my chest and it was so heavy. And I remember oh. this one morning waking up and feeling that and I was alone. I was living in Cincinnati at the time by myself and I remember waking up and feeling that way. And I remember walking into the bathroom and like looking at myself in the mirror And I didn't recognize the person that I saw. And I thought to myself, I mean, literally thought to myself, you are dying, like you're dying. And I remember thinking this cannot continue. And I went and sat on the edge of the bed and had this big window that uh, was in front of the bed. And I remember looking up and I could see the sun and I could feel the warmth of the sun. And I thought, this feels really good to me. Like this feels really good. And it was like that one sort of glimpse of, hope in that moment. And I felt very grateful for it that, you know, from that moment forward, I said, I I need to move in that direction, right? I need to move in that direction because this feels good and everything else feels like crap, (laughs) you know? And I literally started very, very simply by just writing down little tiny things that I was grateful for. You know, sometimes it was just getting out of bed. Sometimes it was maybe the color was returning to my face, whatever it was. And so it started out sort of in an informal way, but eventually I moved into a more structured gratitude practice. And and I would say that today, you know, here I am 25 years later, it is very innate to who I am. It is like part of my DNA. I wake up with gratitude. I go to bed with gratitude. I use it when... When things are hard, you know, when I'm thinking, man, this situation sucks, <laughs> you know, right. I think, yeah, however, I'm really excited to be able to have this experience. I'm excited that I have this opportunity because when I move past it, I'll be glad that it's over. You know, it's just the little things. It's again, it's gratitude can be so helpful. And right now, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, you know, this gratitude you know, for the things that you can do and the things that you do have, I think is super important. But I also think, you know, as you are out in public, it's super important that you acknowledge people and that you see people and that you also give gratitude. And giving gratitude right. is so simple, right? It's, it's looking someone in the eye and saying, thank you, you know, just acknowledgement. And so, yeah, so I, again, I'm a, I'm a big, big believer in gratitude and, and I use it, I think, and it's sort of woven into everything that I do. Right. And it's so important. And I, I think that, I mean, I, I've only been expressing gratitude on a regular basis, not even six months, and I can tell that things are already differently and transformed in the way I look at things and the way how I appreciate what I have and and I appreciate the things that are given to me in my life and and it really makes me feel 
I don't really have those negative thoughts that I used to. And right. I no, no longer compare myself to other people and say to myself, I wish I had what that person had. I wish I could be more like him or her. Those right. thoughts don't, don't really come across my mind anymore. And I think it's because, not I think, I know it's because I, I express gratitude on a regular basis. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it, again, it's super important as you, you know, because again, it's like a dopamine hit, right? But it, again, it's about changing the perspective and something does sort of comfort you when you are being grateful. And we, we do in our house, so two of our children are our children and two of our children are our nieces and we are raising them and they have not had what I would consider an easy time, you know, and they came to us a few years ago. We were already kind of raising them as a village, but now we are raising them full time. And, you know, they, they have a tendency to, you know, kind of go down a negative path at times. And I say to them, I say, yes, I recognize that you feel this way. However, we can also feel this, you know, we can also just be glad that we have a bed to sleep in, or we can also be glad that we have a pair of shoes to put on our feet, you know? So I recognize that, you know, you know, you're missing a parent. However, we can also be grateful for the time that we had the parent, you know? So it's, you know, we're working really hard because what I would love And I think my measure of success as a parent will be if when these kids are older and they're hopefully productive humans out in the real world, if gratitude is, again, just like it's part of my DNA, it's a part of theirs. Hey, Dr. Diva here. Thank you to all my listeners who supported my book and helped to make it a huge success. You all have helped us hit number one in Barnes & Noble, number one in oncology, cancer, healing, and medical ebooks, and number 21 in all of the Kindle store. You've also helped us hit number three on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. If you haven't received your copy, you can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or booksatmillion.com. Visit from doctortopatient.com to become part of our growing community of health and wellness aficionados and to learn more. If you like our book and podcast, please go to amazon.com to write a five-star review and go to Apple Podcasts to also write a five-star review on this podcast or any of our episodes that you've enjoyed. We need reviews to attract and secure top-notch guests for this show. Thank you so much for your support. In addition to gratitude, and I know when you speak to your clients and even to other people and family members, you know, you probably live by specific quotes and mantras. Can you share any of those? Oh, I have so many. Yes. <laughs> um, so I have one that I use a lot and it's, um, and it, I think I almost think about it so often that I kind of giggle when I think about it. And one, so one of the uh, quotes that goes through my head a lot is, um, a mind that is stretched by a new experience can never go back to its old dimensions. Mm. Um, and that's Oliver Wendell Holmes. I can't take credit for that. Um, and to me, what that means is that, you know, I think this feeds off my I'm just intensely curious, you know, um, it's just that, you know, once you experience something for the first time, you can never not you know, you can never unexperience it, you know? And so, and you're just constantly expanding and your mind is constantly growing. So that kind of goes through my head quite a bit. The other one that I use that's like a personal motivation um, is it's never too late to be what you may have been. And that's George Eliot. And, um, and I've used that one, gosh, so many times, you know, when I feel fear 
or when I, I have a tendency to put myself through um, a lot of hard physical challenges. I like to do a lot of endurance sports. <laughs> so that one tends to, tends to go through my head a lot when I'm thinking about like, this is really hard or I want to stop running or you know, whatever. I think, oh, you know, it's never too late to be what you may have been. Just keep moving right. forward. <laughs> So, so those are two that kind of like go through my head. And then I have another one that I use. I borrow from Oprah, which is turn your wounds into turn your was turn your wounds into wisdom. Um, Ooh, so like that's that yeah. So it's sort of like you know acknowledging your pain and then you know doing something positive with it. You know, and then this also comes to mind about um, what entrepreneurs go through, and this is kind of specific to me because this is something that I've always had struggles with, just as a physician, and it's learning to really live in the present moment. And I have always had issues with that simply because as physicians, we're trained never to really look at the present moment. We're always trained to look at the future. And when you apply to medical school from college, it's always about looking for the future seat in school. And then when, when we're in school, we're always taking standardized tests, preparing ourselves for residency. And the same cycle continues and, and until we finally get to a position where we have a job. And then we're sitting there for a job and then we're, we're, we're almost stuck in this, in this new cycle where it's like, okay, what am I waiting for? Because I don't know how to enjoy what I have because right. I'm always looking for the next thing. And so how do you, how do you coach your clients or, or, or family members on how to stay in the present moment and enjoy the present moment? Yeah, that's a great, you know, it's a really great question. Um, I'm trying to think if I really, if I actually coach people in that. Um, and I don't know that, I, I don't know if I necessarily coach them on how to be present. I, you know, it's, it's hard when people are going through sort of the journey you just explained and, and asking them to stop and smell the roses, right? <laughs> it's really hard for them to think, oh, I need to just take a moment and acknowledge where I am. Um, so I don't know that I specifically coach my clients that way. I would say that, you know, probably as a parent, I spend more time thinking about that for myself and, you know, for my kids, because, you know, if you, if you go back, you know, till, to March when, you know, the world was still sort of normal, what we knew normal was, you know, everybody was kind of, you know, on schedules and doing this and doing that. We were all talking about how important it was to try and be present, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis. And then all of a sudden, everybody's, you know, under a shelter in place. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you are very present. You all of a sudden, when all of that, you know, to some degree, noise has been extracted from your life, you suddenly become very present, right? And I, I would say that, you know, for me, the way that I look at being present is it kind of goes back to this going back and looking at life through the lens of experience is that, you know, every day, you know, it can feel very ordinary, you know, because we do the same thing kind of on a daily basis. You know, you get up, you do your gratitude practice, you make your bed, you brush your teeth, you know, and you get into these routines um, and you forget to acknowledge sort of the unique moments that are occurring. Um, I truly believe that everything I did yesterday is completely different than I did today, mm -hmm. even though I might be doing the same things. And it's because I'll take a moment and just kind of look around and acknowledge the differences. You know, there's another mantra that I like, which is uh, to see each day through the eyes of a child. Mm. Um, you know, because as a child, everything's new and different to you. And as an adult, it's sometimes it's the same old, same old, right? So 
I, I just really, you know, I'll give you an example because um, I may not be explaining it that well, but, you know, I go to the grocery store a lot as a parent <laughs> and because we talked <laughs> about where I'm from, you know exactly what grocery store probably that I go to, um, but I go to the grocery store a lot as a parent and, you know, a lot of times I'm in a hurry, right, or I'm in a rush and, you know, what I do in there is I run in there, I can feel myself kind of feeling fairly tense or whatever, but I will literally force myself to kind of stop in a grocery store and look around and acknowledge what's happening happening because I want to, you know, to recognize that this time when I go to the grocery store was different than the last time I went to the grocery store. And I'll just look at things, you know, like, wow, look at the beautiful, you know, color of the red in that apple or wow, that woman over there looks like she's having a bad day (laughs) or that guy over there is having a great day. And it's just that sort of like mindful, you know, mindful moment of say, like, take, slow down, take a minute and then just observe what's happening around you. And in so doing that, it changes it, right? It changes it. So it wasn't like the experience you had the last time, you know, so you're giving yourself this opportunity to kind of have a different perspective. I don't know if that really answers your question, but that's how I do it, you know? Yeah. And I I think that's really important. I mean, I think it's really important is, is to also learn to, appreciate things from not only your perspective, but from the lens of another person's perspective. Exactly. You know, that, that it really allows us to be more empathetic. And, you know, when we shift our, our reality to say, okay, well, you know, I'm looking at it this perspective and it might be in an argumentative situation and or a debate. And then when you finally look at it from another person's lens, it just makes things a little bit easier and lighter. And it doesn't seem to be as much animosity, you know, and it makes things more relatable. And I think that's what it's really all about is how can we find connection and viewing things from other people's perspective enhances that. Oh, absolutely. And if we go back to the discussion on gratitude, you know, I mean, the thing is, is like when you are being grateful or when you are being appreciative of other people. So, you know, to me, appreciation is sort of the the uh, action of gratitude, right? It's the appreciation of something or someone else. When you're doing that, it's very difficult for the person yep. who is the recipient of that to still be, you know, uptight or frustrated or whatever, right? It diffuses the situation. And I do think that when you're, you know, let's go back to this grocery store example, right? You're in the grocery store and you're the one that is feeling very grateful. It's contagious, you know? I mean, it's like, you know, again, you feel like, you know, like you said, you're getting this dopamine hit, you know, um, which is calming you, but it's also sort of coming out of you at the same time. And it's really hard for people when you're very calm and they're agitated, it's hard for them to stay agitated. Oh, it's very true. That's hard to be mad when someone has that positive attitude and, and affect that's just displaying all over you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Lauren, it's it's been really awesome to chat with you. And how are people able to find more about you? Yes. Uh, so you can find me on social. I have a, uh, I guess my Instagram is experiences are everything. And I have a website, which is also experiences are everything. And then I also have a podcast coming out. Um, oh, cool. It's called experiences are everything. <laughs> you know, do you like how my branding is like very consistent? Um, but the podcast is coming out exclusively on an app called BYLR radio. That stands for build your life resume radio. And uh, that should be uh, launching actually at the end of this month. Well, fantastic. Well, thanks so much for being a guest on our show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.